0: It is Saturday, October 2nd, 2021. This is the K.O.L.L. Podcast Week 4 Preview Show. This fantasy world that we live in we all fight scratch and we claw and we work our tails off because we want to be the best We want to be a champion. We want to be king Unfortunately for everybody in this league there can only be one true king and you are listening to him talk right now The fact of the matter is this I am your creator and I will be your destroyer This is my world this is my kingdom, and that is my throne. Hey, Dwight, who's the greatest fantasy football player of all time?
1: It was Justice Beaver.
0: Mic drop. What's going on, guys? Welcome into the podcast. I am your host, Stefan Sigs. This is the week four preview before I start. Um, obviously, today has just been an emotional day for me. With the passing of my aunt, um, my mom's side of the family is very close, and it's um, it's hard. My, you know my family's top to bottom pretty broken up about it. Um, I cried a little bit today, so I'm a little drained, and I'm gonna get through this podcast the best that I can. Uh, might be a little shorter today, but we're gonna get through it and think about football so, Rest in peace, Aunt Vicky. Let's get into the week four breakdown. Welcome back to breakdown week four. It's Tony Romo, Arigato, Mr. Roboto. What's going on, man?
1: How you doing, man?
0: Uh,
1: Tough loss tonight? (laughs) Yeah, it was a tough one. It was a tough one. I was uh, cursed. And every, every quarterback, quarterback that came in, to, uh, I think. Points where I thought I could have been a better quarterback
0: and was put down the field, which is saying something. Yep, uh, absolutely. I, I was thinking about you, man. Actually, when I texted you earlier, um, I saw like two minutes after that they had lost, and I was like, ooh, that's <laughs> tough. But, Anyway, that's college football. I'm, I'm suffering through Florida's offense today right now, too. So hopefully they pull it out. But that's college football. This is the KOLL podcast, and we're going to break down week four. Sounds All good. right. Uh, let's take it easy to start. Who's Justice Beaver is a 18-point favorite against the Melonheads. Did we play already once? No,
1: first time. I don't
0: know. I don't know why I thought that. I'm not really sure. But anyway, 18 point favorite uh, according to expert consensus, 72.6 percent in favor of who's Justice Beaver. Um, let's see. For the Melonheads, a big acquisition of Devontae Smith this week uh, in the swap for Mikael Hardman. Uh, they're gonna play each other this week. Well, what do you think on the outlook for Devontae Smith against Kansas City? I
1: think uh, I think there's an opportunity there for Devontae Smith to put up a big game. Uh, the Melonheads, the big thing is going to be the fact that pretty much everyone on their team is in is in the as
0: yeah.
1: far as the matchup, other than uh, Brian Edwards. So that's going to be the big thing. Is if they can get some more points than they're supposed to get. Whereas uh, who's Justice Beaver? I mean. They're kind of in the same situation, other than Stephen Diggs, where and uh, Brown. Those are the two guys that it looks like they're in. They got a red matchup where Stephen Diggs is against Houston. They got Brown against Denver, and
0: then Dak against Carolina. Yep, I've written down for who's Justice Beaver. They do. They have zero five star matchups, so a bunch of tough matchups. But they do have the three running backs ranked inside the top twelve heading into this week. With Chubb, Taylor, and Antonio Gibson. That's where who's Justice Beaver needs to make their bread. And if they fail again this week, I mean, don't sleep on the melon head. Taylor Heineke looks pretty good taking on Atlanta. Like you said, some good matchups. Single tear against Houston, who knows? We'll see. Um, but for now, who's Justice Beaver is the favorite in this matchup? And time will tell. Um, the next matchup on my list here, the Devontae's Inferno is a huge favorite on the Oracle. The Oracle has only projected 100 points this week. No players in the top 20 for the Oracle. That's about what we <laughs> come to expect. Um, for Devontae's Inferno, Derrick Henry has taken on the Jets, and I'm thinking he's probably a smash play this week.
1: Yeah, not much you can say about the Oracle. Um, Their best player going into next week is uh, Sutton. I don't think he's going to get the 65 points necessary to uh, catch Devontae's Inferno. Uh, The big thing going forward with them is going to be the quarterback situation and uh, to see what Zach
0: Wilson and Justin Fields does this week. Yeah, hopefully they can at least get double digits between the two of them. They did not do that last week. Um, definitely a better matchup this week for for both of them, really. I mean, if Justin Fields doesn't get it done this week against Detroit, uh, I don't think he's going to get it done at all this season. Um, next matchup, the 1-2 and two Thick Dicks are taking on the 2-1 DeLongos. The DeLongos put up the highest-scoring team last week. They are 73.3%, according to the experts, to win this matchup. Uh, tough start for the Thick Dicks. Marvin Jones, only 5.4 points. He does have some good matchups this week. DJ Moore against Dallas. Um, Mike Williams on Monday night against the... Raiders. Um, and I'm sure he's uh, waiting for that, that long awaited breakout game for Bobby Bosque this week, taking on Arizona. Um, it, I'm sure one of these weeks, Cooper Cup's going to get the lockdown and it'll be a Bobby, Bobby Bosque week. Anything to talk about from you for the Thick Dicks?
1: Uh, I think the interesting thing for the Thick Dicks is going to be uh, Hubbard. It's his first time starting this year. <laughs> And he's scheduled to get 15 plus points. Is he actually going to get interesting to see if he can match the performance of uh, McCaffrey? And then it'll be interesting to see what Henderson brings when he comes back to the lineup. Other than that, I I think the Longles are going to win this week.
0: It certainly looks that way on paper. He did get a good start, on the other hand, from James Robinson, 20.6 points. He's looking like a smash play the rest of the season. And, of course, he's got the handsome one, Josh Allen. He's handsome and good at football. And he's taking on Houston this week. Oh, my gosh, play him everywhere. I, I do think it will be interesting to see
1: what uh, some of these Bucks guys do. Uh, Godwin on the DeLongles. (laughs) Supposed to be some bad weather. The Patriots defense has been a little tough on the road. They, you see, he's got the, he's a tough matchup and he's scheduled to get 17.45. If, uh, he gets a couple points less, that could be a closer game.
0: Yeah, it could be. I have this sneaking suspicion that, um, the the Bucks quarterback, he I feel like he does pretty well in cold weather. Uh, we're gonna have to see. something heard about that. something about like a history with New England. I'm not really sure of the whole story, but I heard that he should be in line for a big game this week. So look for yeah. to Chris Godwin to to keep the uh, trend going um, as being arguably the number one target for. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Darren Waller's yeah. taking on the Chargers on Monday night. Um, if you're going to put up points on the Chargers, you're going to do it at tight end, and there's no better candidate to do that than Darren Waller this week for the DeLongles.
1: Yeah, for sure. To, to go back to what you said, the Bucs quarterback has done all right in Foxborough. I think he's won a couple <laughs> games there. And, uh, you. yeah, I mean, Darren Waller, he's uh, – He's a stud, so the Longles, I think they're still set up to win, but it could get a little interesting if uh, Hubbard does well. Uh, Like I said, Godwin, maybe a couple points down. Barkley's always interesting until he gets his his footing. Those are the
0: matches I would look at. Absolutely, that should be the separation for the DeLongles. Our next matchup, 2 in 1, Nick Top Greg Bottom, uh, about a 25 point favorite over Austin 316, who is at 0 and 3. Mo- the most interesting note here is Nick Top Greg Bottom has five players ranked inside the top 10 at their position, and Austin 316 does not. It'll it'll be interesting to see if Dalvin Cook does play this week. Uh, Same thing with A.J. Brown. Just across the board for Austin 316, dealing with a lackluster roster to begin with, but also several injuries. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think we talked about this last week with – was it Austin 316 and uh, the longest yard that forgot to bring guys – Forgot to update the lineup, and uh, yep, Austin three yep, sixteen's yep. got a couple guys. So hopefully, hopefully he hears this podcast and realizes that <laughs> he's got a couple guys out this week. Maybe he should update the
0: lineup. Absolutely, always got to check the roster before the bus takes off. Don't want to leave. A, 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 don't want to leave a starting running back back with the band. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, he's got two guys, Chark and Brown. And he could – well, he didn't He didn't start Lawrence, but hopefully he can update the lineup and uh, maybe he can get a little bit closer with Nick, Nick Top, Greg Bottom. But either way, I would still predict that Nick Top, Greg Bottom wins this week.
0: As I would also. One and two forever on clean – is a marginal underdog this week, taking on the 2-1 and Long Island Beast, 69.1% for the Long Island Beast. Um, the Long Island Beasts have six players ranked inside the top 12, and I just want to make a quick note on the Long Island Beast. I was doing some deep dive uh, uh, studying a little bit ago, and he has the number one... Let me check my note real quick. <clears throat> he has the number one starting lineup and he also has the number one bench. He has the number one quarterbacks, the number one wide receiver, the number one. He had the number one at all four flex spots um, for the rest of the season. That this is not just for this week. This is rest of season. He had the number one quarterback, the number one tight end, and the number one at all four flex spots. It's very impressive. Very impressive lineup for the Long Island Beasts. Um,
1: yeah, I love the Long Island Beasts this week. Uh, Dak and uh, uh, Dalton Schultz were a great matchup against the Eagles. And Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are on the Long Island Beasts against the Eagles this week. I, I think those guys are going to have a huge game. Huge game. Uh, and then. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I think that that's a huge oh. matchup that, that is going to score some serious points for the uh, Long Island Beast. And then I think the the difficult part for the, the Beast as well is, you know, the uh, forever unclean Justin Herbert, your number one quarterback against Las Vegas, who hasn't been giving up a lot of points. That's a tough matchup for, uh, for Herbert as well. So I like the long island beast this week
0: yeah not a fantastic start forever clean got 13.7 from joe mixon um he's got a few guys in his lineup this week that are kind of on a prove it or you know they're going to be tough to play going forward um guys like robbie anderson taking on dallas it, it's you know robbie anderson's seen only about five targets for the whole season if he comes out and throws out another dud this week against dallas um, it may be time to put Robbie Anderson on the bench. Um, s- you know, Trey Sermon, is he getting the start this week against Seattle? If he does and fails to produce again, um, it's going to be tough. He was just a fourth-round pick. I know we think highly of him from what he did in the college football playoff last year, but the draft capital really wasn't there, and he has been less than impressive so far this season.
1: Yeah. I think the big thing for uh – Forever Unclean is going to be whether or not, you know, you look at Elliott, he's going to have a tough matchup. You look at Cooper. If the Cowboys offense can go, I think it's going to be hard for Forever Unclean to win, which is going to be <laughs> it's going to be a uh, tough pill for him to swallow. <laughs> he's going to be rooting for uh, both sides there. But I think that that's going to be the key to the game. You know, Cooper had a tough game against the uh, Eagles, Whereas Zeke had a big game, so that'll be the that'll be the big matchup if there's any opportunity for Forever Unclean to win.
0: Absolutely, um, Baker against Minnesota. We'll see. Uh, for the Long Island Beast, they do have David Montgomery, who's kind of in that prove it or lose it situation as well. Taking on Detroit, um, it's time for Chicago's offense to show up, and if they don't. Uh, I do not like anybody on their team, including Allen Robinson. Not productive this season whatsoever. Uh, It's hard for me to to say you should play any Bears offensive players this year. Yeah, until you get the quarterback situation right, it's
1: tough to support anybody on the Bears. It's kind of like we talked about last week. I mean, when you don't... That's, that's the key because the offense is going in right, right now, now. Who knows what's going on? And they're talking about playing foals, for goodness sake. I mean, I'm not sure what to say about
0: the bear. No. Get rid of Matt Nagy. That's what I say. All right. Our matchup of the week, the 3-0 longest yard. Taking on the 2-1 and Etlians, the longest yard is currently just a 10-point favorite. Uh, let me run off some accolades for the longest yard. They have five guys ranked in the top five at their position. They have six guys ranked in the top seven. This is, hands down, the, the most firepower in this league is the longest yard, but just a slim favorite, 52.4% this week, according to the experts. Um, I mean, we can run down this list here, but it's going to have to start right there at the top. Tom Brady taking on New England in the quote-unquote revenge game. I don't know whose revenge it is, but Tom Brady heading back to Foxborough. I'm sure emotions will be high. Uh, I look for Brady to have a big game this week.
1: Did we lose it?
0: Okay, well, it looks like due to some technical difficulties, we lost our stream with uh, Tony Romo Arigato Mr. Roboto. So I'm just going to let you know... What we were talking about before we got disconnected was he was trashing the Etlians for uh, a trade he made just yesterday or today or a couple of days ago. I don't know. It's been a weird day, but uh, he traded Devontae Smith and a third round pick to the Melonheads for a Hardman and a first round pick. Um, and I understand where he's coming from. Devontae Smith has number one receiver potential, whereas Miko Hardman is proven to just be a gadget player and nothing more. Meikle Hardman is either a long touchdown or bust, and it's a bust more often than not. It'll be interesting to see because if Jalen Hurts continues to struggle as a passer, maybe we do see that Deshaun Watson trade, and Deshaun Watson in Philadelphia would be... Well, I don't like the Eagles, so I don't want Deshaun Watson to go to Philadelphia. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, that was the matchup of the week. I'm not sure how much got heard for the matchup of the week or whatever. But the longest yard is the number one team in the power rankings. And it'll take a monumental upset for the Atlians to pull it off. But that was the week for preview breakdown, the matchup of the week. Uh, PSA really quick. This is the third week in a row that we haven't been able to have a true Matchup of the Week segment, which means we're also not getting to do the drafts I love so much. So I'm thinking I might just start doing a draft every week, just try and get two guys on, any two guys on, and just do a draft because they're fun and I like to do them. And if I can get the Matchup of the Week together, fantastic, and if not, I still get to do... A fun draft. Anyway, so now I'm going to go ahead and run down the NFL slate here real quick, and I'm going to pick myself some winners. I got Tennessee over the Jets. I got Detroit over Chicago. I got Miami defeating the Colts. Cleveland over Minnesota. Atlanta losing to Washington. Buffalo over Houston. New Orleans over the New York Giants. The Eagles will lose to Kansas City. See what I did there? Dallas is going to lose to Carolina. San Francisco beats Seattle. The Rams over Arizona. Green Bay over Pittsburgh. Baltimore over Denver. Denver. Tampa Bay beats New England, and the Chargers hand the Raiders their first loss of the season. That was how week four is going to play out, and now here is what I am betting on. Alright, so here is what I am betting on this week. Another five-team parlay for me right now. Through the first three weeks, I've done this twice. I've gotten 4 out of 5 both times, so let's hope we get over the hump today. I have the Rams minus 4 over the Cardinals, Seattle plus 2.5 against San Francisco, Baltimore plus 1 versus Denver, Tennessee minus 6 against the Jets, and Tampa Bay minus 7 against New England now of course i got some fantasy uh some uh vandal lineups Uh, i'm just gonna throw out this one here is my tournament play today meaning if you ever go on FanDuel, they have those huge contests with just thousands upon thousands of people. usually it doesn't cost much to get in. Sometimes it's 5 cents, 25 cents, a dollar, $5 at the most. I'll never spend more than $5 on a contest because I'm not rich. So this is my tournament play today. I put it in like 8 different tournaments. Uh, at quarterback, I got Josh... Allen, he should absolutely cook today against Houston. The fear would be that they get up big on Houston and start running the ball, but that's just not what the Bills do. So, I'm going to take my shot here with Josh Allen coming off the big week. Uh, might have high usage, so it's something I'm going to look at for a little while. But as of right now, I do have Josh Allen is that quarterback. If I feel like the usage is going to be too high, because you don't want to have the same guy as everybody else. You're not going to win anything that way. I might pivot to Stafford or, you know, Kyler. Uh, Maybe even all the way down to Russell Wilson, but for right now, it is Josh Allen. Allen in at quarterback for me. And then I have a couple other guys that I just wanted to get into my lineup. I thought there were smashes this week. The next one's Derrick Henry. I've talked a bunch about him already this week. He should absolutely destroy the Jets. I'm actually, I feel bad for the Jets. They're going to be made to look like little boys today by a grown man. And it should be awesome. Derek Henry, Josh Allen is how I started. Then I went down to tight end and I said, you know what? The Chiefs are playing the Eagles. They've lost two in a row. I think the Chiefs are going to come out and dominate today against the Eagles. So I took Travis Kelsey in at tight end. I don't usually pay up for tight end this way. But today I have a strong feeling about Travis Kelsey having multiple touchdowns, 100 yards, yada, yada, yada. So I paid up this week for Travis Kelsey. Now, I paid up pretty big for three players already, Allen, Henry, and Kelsey. So I had to save some money somewhere. So what I did first was I took the obvious bargain play this week, which is Nick Westbrook-Akine, from the Titans, no Julio Jones, no A.J. Brown. He's just about the only show in town, it looks like, in Tennessee this week. So I am going to put Nick. Is it Nick or is it Nate? I'm not even sure. That's where we're at with this guy. Westbrook Akine, I'm not even sure if that's how you pronounce his name. But he is in my lineup. He was nice and cheap. And speaking of nice and cheap, I also threw in Kadarius Tony. Uh, the Giants are down a couple of running backs this week. Um, I have this feeling, you know, I'm going to actually have to change this lineup. I'm going fi- to finish telling you guys what this lineup is, and you'll understand why at the end I'm going to change this lineup. <clears throat> Kadarius, Tony. The next pick I went, I wanted something that was a little safer, but with a higher ceiling. Um, I've already expressed my pleasure in this guy last week. That's Odell Beckham Jr. I have a very good feeling about him today. And uh, I think he's going to get me a touchdown. And it's going to help win me some money, hopefully. The next player, I needed a cheap running back. And I think I found myself one in core, Daryl Patterson. Again, um, not currently listed as the starter on the depth chart in Atlanta. But he sees the ball a ton, sees the ball in a bunch of different ways, and he is, he is still very fast at his advanced age. And if he can break a long touchdown or just see two touchdowns like he did a couple of weeks ago... <coughs> I apologize. If he sees a couple of touchdowns like he did a couple of weeks ago, I'll be very excited about that. Um, and then for my defense, in a tournament, uh, you're really... I mean, yes, you want to have a defense who's going to play well. Sure, absolutely. And in a cash game, that makes a lot of sense to pay up for a defense just to make sure you don't end up with a negative. But the fact of the matter is the higher-priced defenses tend to underperform in the daily fantasy realm. So really what you're looking to do in a tournament game is just kind of grab somebody who's not going to be used to very much uh, you you want to pick somebody who you know has a low usage percentage. You know if you can save some money, that's fantastic. What I went ahead and did this week <clears throat> is I have the New York Giants defense in as my defense this week, taking on New Orleans. And here's why: one, I don't believe that they're going to be used very much by anybody uh, for obvious reasons. Um, number two. Right now for New Orleans, Jameis Winston has yet to throw for 150 yards in a game. 150 yards in a game. I am not scared. If Alvin Kamara comes out and runs for 120 yards, they still don't hit 300. I am not scared at all. I think New Orleans wins the game, but I believe the New York Giants defense is going to do enough to help me in FanDuel this week and to close it out, and this is why I might have to make a change here. In my flex, I have Saquon Barkley. Uh, for a lot of the reasons I was arguing with Greg earlier this week, I think he is has potential league-winning ability. I think he has potential week-winning ability. I mean, one long touchdown from Saquon Barkley, and you have a great week. Um, so that is currently my tournament play team. I am probably going to change it. Because of what I said before But for now This is my tournament play Josh Allen, Cordero Patterson, Derrick Henry Odell Beckham Jr. Kadarius Tony, Nick Westbrook Akine, Travis Kelsey Saquon Barkley and the Giants Defense <clears throat> I'm just going to run down this other lineup that I made here real quick. This is a 1 o'clock only slot, I'm pretty sure. This is a 1 o'clock only slot that I felt was a little safer. I'm playing it in, you know, cash games, uh, 50-50s, 100-man matchups, that kind of deal. I got Jalen Hurts at quarterback, Jamal Williams at running back with Derrick Henry, also at running back, Devontae Smith, Odell Beckham Jr., and Jalen Waddell at wide receiver. Kyle Pitts is playing tight end. DJ Moore is my flex. And Tennessee's defense is going to hold down the fort. That's my cash game lineup. So this was Stefan Siggs. This is what I'm betting on. All right, guys, that is all that I have for you today. Uh, it's been a weird day. It's been a weird, it was a weird episode of the podcast. Tone was a little different. A little shorter, little less information, but I wanted to make sure that I got this podcast out. One, because doing it was therapeutic just to talk about football and think about football and bury myself into some football. <clears throat> number two, uh, I love doing the podcast. And number three, I hope you guys love listening to the podcast Thank you so much to Tony Romo, Arigato, Mr. Robato for taking time out of your day to come onto the podcast and talk to me a little bit about week four. I apologize for those technical difficulties that we had. I hope it doesn't sound too bad there. Transitioning from the conversation to myself by myself. But that's neither here nor there. My name is Stefan Siggs. This is the K-O-L-L Podcast. It was the week four preview show. And that's all I have. Stefan Siggs signing out. Bye.